ready? Steady. Welcome to Start Line. Every journey is different, but they all start with Start Line. We're here to edutain you about the world of dog agility. The sport has changed rapidly in just a few years we have been a part of it. Join us as we discuss our journeys, share our successes, laughs, and failures. We will be joined by special guests, and our hope is for you to help us grow the sport we love. Episode 9. Go! Hey guys, it's Michelle. And Kara. And we are here with episode 9. Nine times you've hopefully listened to us. And that's super exciting. But today, Michelle and I have dug deep because we didn't want to talk about the pandemic anymore. We really didn't. We actually had a really great episode planned for you on canine conditioning, which we still will cover and we'll probably talk a little bit about tonight. But we really want to talk about the now and what we're all going through because I think we just need it. And one of the things that I've become aware of is something called the Stockdale Paradox. Before I go into that, let me explain. Michelle and I, for different reasons, but ultimately the same, have been trying to find something to look forward to. We know that eventually at some point we will get out of this cloud of the pandemic. We know things aren't going to be 100% normal. We know there's going to be a lot of things we have to do as exhibitors and human beings operating in society that are going to be different and awkward, but get us to a common goal of keeping everybody safe and happy and alive. We have a new normal. We have a new normal, which everybody calls it. But what I found myself doing is, is trying to grasp a date to look forward to, i.e. a trial. I've started to train a little bit. I know Michelle's always been really good about doing this. I've taken a break. Now I've started to pick up my training. One of my classes, my regular classes starts tomorrow. I'm excited, but I also realized today I missed the rush, the adrenaline rush of a trial. So I've been looking and scouring trial secretaries' websites looking for trials to open. And I found a couple. All the way out in Ohio, too. Yes, all the way out in Ohio. <laughs> I'm willing to drive. My friends are even talking about Texas. And before we judge about the driving, we're going to discuss that, the traveling. We're respectful of that. This was merely just to calm my nerves and pick a date, a goal, a, a something to count the days down to. And then I realized, thanks to the Stockdale paradox, that's not healthy. Because what's happening? The trials are canceling. Rightfully so. Now we're in this paradox or paradigm where nobody wants to be, trial, clubs do not want to be the first club to come back with a trial. There's a lot of safety impositions from the facilities, expected from the exhibitors, expected from the judges. There's a lot of pressure. Will people enter? Will they not? Will they feel safe? Will they complain? We're stuck. So what's happened is I tried to choose these dates and these dates kept getting canceled and I realized I'm making a poor decision. The Stockdale paradox was something I learned from the CEO of my first aid and CPR company and it was popularized by Jim Collins. He wrote the really good book, Good to Great, which is if you're into business, not even into business, just into life, it's a really good book to learn uh, to read. Um, I actually read that and I haven't read a lot of books. I'm one of those. But <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, Michelle's like read all of Harry Potter. <laughs> all of it. All of it. <laughs> I actually wasn't 100% certain when I said that, but then I realized you probably have. But anyways, James Stockdale, who the paradox is named after, he was a former vice presidential candidate. He was also a naval officer and Vietnam prisoner of war. He was a POW. The main gist is that you need balance you need to balance the realism with optimism. So it's very optimistic to say, okay, first trial back is going to be June 5th. Yup, it's going to be June 12th. Dub, it's going to be June 26th. And then you see how your optimism gets crushed every time a trial gets canceled. So prisoners of war were doing this, and James Stockdale saw this. He saw prisoners saying, I'll make it to Christmas. It's seven more months I can make it to Christmas. We'll get out by Christmas. Christmas would come and go, and they wouldn't get out. And so they're optimism was getting crushed where you need to balance it with the realism so what michelle and i want to talk to you about today is realism and being real about okay will trials happen again most likely when i don't know nobody knows and there's some that are going to open up and we're all going to feel jealous and while some states are still in lockdown it's going to feel so unfair but we have to remain 
real and realistic about this. Um, let's watch those trials open up. Let's, it's okay to feel a little jealous, but let's learn. What are they doing right? And one of the big things we're going to talk about tonight is the AKC has released some guidelines, some safety guidelines. You know, Michelle and I are going to kind of dive into that. We want to discuss, you know, we're going to talk about our feelings. And, you know, I've, I was bad the first two weeks and then I got on this pandemic high where I was like reset button this is good I'm saving yes I'm not trialing but I'm saving so much I'm able to really focus on my business we got the podcast launched but then because of this paradox my hopes got crushed and I've had a pretty bad stinking week what about you Michelle you know, I was kind of the opposite at first. When this all first started, I was yeah, like, you were oh. like, this is normal life. And I'm like, life is over <laughs> as we know it. And you're like, I need a Zoom party every night and I need to drink with everybody. Every <laughs> Which I still and drink I was... it instead of Zoom parties. I just have other parties, but whatever. <laughs> but I was just, I was the total opposite. I was like, okay, this is a break. I can catch up on so much. And then it was kind of the same thing for me. I was like, all right, but I have until like May you know, 15th to, to work on all this extra training. I have so many weekends now I can get all this stuff done. And then as they started to disappear, it was, it was like, what do you, what do you look forward to? And that that was a really hard one for me. So then I crashed, I started up high and then I hit a low and I think I'm starting to come back from that low, but I'm, I'm still pretty low. I'll be honest. I'm still pretty low. I'm still getting my training in, but I, it, it's just like what you said, you, what are you looking forward to? And you can just keep crushing that dream. You're just staring at all the websites. You're staring at all the events that are coming up and you're just watching them as they disappear. And I mean, both of us in the beginning of this, we're like, well, April's gone, but there's May. May's gone. We had planned, <laughs> Michelle and I had planned to literally drive up to Maine for okay. one day, which is a two and a half hour, one way. So five hours of driving, for probably five to six hours of showing to drive back. And then the next day, Michelle and I were going to go to Rhode Island. <laughs> so we're going to cover what? Three states? Three New England states. Three states in one day. Because, you know, the Rhode Island is 20 minutes from her house, 45 from mine. But we, like, and that became exciting. It was an exhilarating adventure. And then that one ended. Okay, on to the next. We're going to drive to New York. And it was just... <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even get to do any of our crazy plans. And now I'm like, I'm going to go to Ohio. And I'm like, okay, you know what's going to happen? Ohio's going to get canceled. Fine. I'm still going because I have family out there. I didn't just pick an arbitrary state and I will play safe and I won't go see other people, you know, whatever. It, it, I, I don't want to, I respect everyone's opinion. And that's, that's another thing that I want to discuss today. I saw a wonderful post that really explained the pandemic or COVID-19 more directly and I think the virus has polarized us. And I wish if we could all just take, grab the rope towards middle a little bit more. And I'm saying this to myself too. I don't think we should open up with reckless abandon. Of course, we have a, a deadly virus out there that, you know, right now I believe is at a minimum of 6% mortality. We're going to get up to 14%. We've got immunologists that are saying this is going to hit 20%. That's a lot of people. Nobody wants to be part of that 20%. I don't want to cause anyone to be part of that 20%. But then there's the other side of herd immunity and some exposure. And if we have no exposure and this does resurge, then we're going to have even bigger problems. So there is reality. There is realism there. I am not in the camp of let's open up and have a free for all. I'm also not in the camp of I need to stay home and shelter in place 24-7. Now, there are people that need to do that, and I think we need to respect and understand that. There are high-risk people that don't feel comfortable going out, and they shouldn't be made to feel any more comfortable or uncomfortable for their choice. That is their decision. It very well is a medical decision that we have no right to judge. So what I want us all to do is understand that Instead of being polarized, we have to come together. If we want a trial, there are things we have to do in order to make it safe for everybody. And they're going to be awkward and they're going to be uncomfortable. But if we don't start try, trying and planning and discussing them, I'm not saying let's do them tomorrow. You know, my heart is saying, yes, please. But my yeah. brain is saying, I understand we need time. We can't rush this. The reason why we social distanced was not to rid we weren't going to social distance ourselves away from COVID-19. 
We were social distancing ourselves to flatten the curve to give the medical system the ability to build and be able to handle what we would throw at it. That's what social distancing does. It doesn't eradicate the virus. It slows the spread and prevents more than necessary from getting sick. Some people are still going to get sick. And even for those states that have peaked and are on the down curve, that's still every day is potentially deaths. We're in the center here, but we're also realistic and we're also dreamers. And we want to dream about the next trial as realistically as possible. I think that was very nicely put. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, no, there was a lot of hands moving. You guys can't see it, but Michelle has the pleasure of watching me. I actually got my move Let's goal. Rack up your on steps. My, <laughs> I racked up my steps. I got my move goal on my watch tonight and I'm not technically moving from my chair. So that's how passionate I am tonight. Excuse me while I take a sip of beer. Well, I think, I think it definitely goes to say that we, Let's see. We, I mean, we, before we start recording, we often talk about, you know, some topics we're going to discuss and different areas we're going to talk about. And like Kara said, we had a totally different episode planned for tonight. And we talked for about an hour and a half unintentionally. (laughs) And it turned into let's talk about something different. And then we, you know, she told me about the Stockdale paradox. She passion talked her way. this passion talk that's my new favorite line (laughs) i think my mom called that like mouthing off or something i don't know (laughs) and you know we just decided hey you know let's talk about some of this stuff because i think i think we're all feeling it in a sense we're you know there's a lot of different opinions there's a lot of different judgment happening Let's just talk. Let's just be real. Let's, you know, let's just throw it all out there. Also, CPE and AKC have come out with their safety guidelines. You know, AKC we poured through. Number one, follow your state laws. So obviously don't have a trial if you're still at 10 and under, 10 and under people gatherings. Of course, you know, let's be reasonable. Let's be safe. But what are some things, where are some hot areas for trials, one of the number one things we know about this virus is it's prolonged exposure. Yes, one cough can blast 80,000 droplets on you and you get it, of course. But also, if you get, you know, 10 droplets from this person and five from that one and 20 from that one, you're all staying, breathing the same uncirculated air, then, or recirculated air, I should say, then you're at a higher risk. So where can we mitigate risks at a trial? Biggest thing is don't crate in the building. So AKC says where possible, six feet apart. Well, you and I know that we're crammed in like sardines, even at some of the larger crating spaces you're right next to each other right on top of each other makes sense to move outside and then i've heard the complaints about you can't create in new england i'm not talking about florida but in new england people you can't create outside i said excuse me i have been to a june trial (laughs) where it is 90 degrees outside michelle and i are sweating we are so sunburned blisters are happening in front of our face like we (laughs) but we have i think it needs to be said that yeah, there are places that hit probably 100 degrees, like out on the West Coast and California and Texas and all that. Arizona. I'm sorry, guys. You don't have humidity. <laughs> <laughs> Florida does. Florida's always... Florida, you win. That's true. Florida, you win. You win. Yeah, you win the right to complain. You win the right to complain. We'll give you that one. So, but in any state, you know, basically below the Mason-Dixon line, I grew up in Maryland, <laughs> you guys win. But we also have to remember everyone's so quick to complain I mean, Michelle and I complained on that 90 degree day, but we had fans. My dogs didn't. They had fans. They had buckets of cold water because I brought these giant coolers. They had space blankets. We had easy ups over the cars. I mean, I even had a thermometer. I think 72 was the hottest it got in the car. I mean, it's crazy. We were were definitely hotter than than the dogs were. (laughs) And just just as a teaser, I guess, for you guys, this is also a planned episode topic because we have become... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what what would you say we've become we are the car setup gurus it just came we're to my the head. trendsetters trendsetters car setup trendsetter gurus yeah we have a lot of people that come up to us and say hey what is that thing what is that tool what is this that you guys are doing what's this setup and that's definitely something that we're planning on talking about because I think we have a pretty good system we have a really good system and it is not one of these professionally take your car drop it off and for four days they build custom crates uh-uh yeah, we're cheap. We, this is weird this is a budget we have 
<laughs> we have converted our vans on a budget to the point where, to me, resale value is very important. And I remember the last car I turned in was my Honda Pilot. And the, the sales guy looked at me and he goes, you hold dogs in this? I say, yeah. And he goes, it doesn't look like it. I cover all carpeting that I can't remove with yoga mats that I get from Job Lot for no more than $3 a roll. That's the stuff that we'll help you with. But <laughs> there is a way to keep your car and your dogs cool and clean during an outdoor trial. So crating outside, I don't want to hear about it. Uh, it's just, it's one of those things. It's, we're maybe going to have to do it. And even today, crating outside on asphalt, that's a true story. We haven't done that. One of my friends brought that up. Okay, so immediately thinking, bring a tarp. Park your car over a tarp. Park your, you know, where the heat's going to radiate up from the, put a reflective blanket down. I mean, we're just going to have to get creative and that's just starting with the creating. You know, another topic, AKC recommended, which makes total sense. We've all seen the meme going around. How funny was it that, you know, several months ago we were putting out fires with our breath on birthday cakes. <laughs> I mean, you think about we that's were pretty, blowing all over those cakes. It's pretty gross. How many droplets are like forced out? Think about that. Now that we know about these droplets, oh I mean, there were several hundred droplets, if not thousands, being blown on those cakes. So now that's over. Not that we really ever had candles for mocks, but that's over. But that doesn't mean the end. You know, Grace Hack, I'm just going to throw you out there. I saw your post. I was a little sad. I wanted to add some sparkle to your life. Grace is about to get her mock with her novice a dog and she was sad no mock cake but instead of sad let's get creative amber mccune brought these individually this is pre-pandemic individually wrapped little bomb cookies because her dog is named kaboom and they were in cellophane bags twisty tied up totally clean and you could take as you know i might have taken several <laughs> I, mean, I missed that one. Oh, i'm sorry they were adorable i have a picture <laughs> they were really well you know, by nikki no, they were some, it was a different local baker. But anyways, oh. they were they were tasty. They were delicious. It was creative. So then somebody else brought up cake pops. Cake yep. pops. That's great. Then another person was like, forget the cakes. We brought in individually wrapped breakfast burritos. I mean, guys, just because our tradition as we know it can't happen as we've known it doesn't mean we can't create new traditions. And I want us to get excited about that. Yeah. I want us to look forward to, again, I don't have a date. I'm only three double Q's away from Pac four with Debbie, you know. Six and seven. Yeah, so we're so. Let's just get excited about what we can do. I was already ask Michelle. I was already getting sick of mock cakes. I wanted. I kept saying, oh, "I'm going to bring in something healthy." I never did. I was thinking about edible food, you know, edible fruit arrangements, but they're so expensive. And then I was thinking about, oh, I would just buy the fruit and arrange it myself and pour chocolate sauce over it. But I'm just not that creative now here we are we're forced it's forced creativity mock cakes are now mock put food in front of after mock like they're whatever you want them to be yep they're mock cupcakes i mean absolutely anything you want one of my teachers chrissy mcnamara took these wonderful cookies i forget what they're called i'm gonna forget the name they're my favorites i know i should know the name they're my favorites and she took the like gel stuff that you would write on a cake with and spelled out my dog's name on cookies and they were delicious and it was creative. Genius. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to hear sadness. You're allowed to feel it, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> About mock cakes. We can do so much more. We were we were due for a change. Mock cakes are what, 30 years? We've been doing that for that long? I mean, let's just Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I was at the point too where so just a little bit of a backstory. I've I've lost a lot of weight. I've lost about 75 a lot pounds. Of weight. Like and I made a promise to myself that because we have so many mock cakes and because there's so many cakes out there and because I was becoming a little bit healthier for myself, I made the promise to myself that I wouldn't eat store-bought cakes because there's just how many of those have you eaten in your life? You know, it's like when you get so many of them, and which is great. I'm happy for everybody that's celebrating a mock. But when you're getting like kind of the same thing, like change it up a little bit. So I think this is a great opportunity to change it up and do something a little different. Be a little bit different. You know, come up with that new tradition like Kara said you know just I think it's a great idea and bars okay it's tricky have a box of gloves and either say bring your own markers or you use a glove for both hands and then you dispose of them right away or 
How about this? Take a picture of your bar and put it on social media and have everybody sign your Instagram and then you can screenshot it and frame it later. I mean, again, there's creative ways that you can you can deal with this. So I just don't want people to get down. I was getting down. So this is kind of a pep talk for myself too. I was like, oh, you know, I wasn't so upset about mock cakes. But I was, I was, it, you know, the bar signing. It was the of, what do we look forward to? Exactly. It's like, okay, not only do we not have concrete dates to look forward to, but now all these traditions as we know it are gone. And that's okay. Change is okay. The more we adapt and accept and can think of the everything now, the better equipped we'll be. So, for example, one of the places we trial at has, they have at least four or five bathrooms. They're considering, and I think they're probably going to do it, makes sense, making one of the bathrooms just a hand-washing bathroom. So before you go to the bathroom bathroom, you wash your hands in the wash hands bathroom, or you can wash your hands anytime. It's, you know, the clean zone. And they have staff coming by and cleaning it every hour. It just makes sense. So you dedicate one bathroom for that. Or you dedicate one bathroom to the staff that's working there. And so the trial people don't get to use it. Just thinking ahead. Okay, you come in one way, you exit the other. We had another discussion. What are you going to do about the gate sheet? The AKC recommends that you stay a six-foot buffer. All right, well, my eyes are pretty decent. I wear contacts. But I can't read that gate sheet from six feet away. But I certainly can take a picture on my cell phone. I can share that with others. This is after all the moves have been made. You know, there's things, instead of saying, you know, I said to one woman, I said, oh, we can take a picture and email it to everybody outside. And one woman said, I never get Wi-Fi. I said, okay, then we can text it. And she goes, who's going to have everybody's number? There's apps for that. There's low cost, $5 under apps that the trial chair or trial secretary, I don't, I'm not trying to dump more work on anybody. I'm just throwing out positions. The worker coordinator can have to get in touch with people. I mean, look at the AKC. They can tell us when our walkthroughs are happening on national for nationals via an app. So just think outside the box. What can you bring to the table that would make the trial run safely and more smoothly? Yeah, I think embrace the change. Change embrace is scary. Change. I, I don't oh. I don't like change. I don't think anybody can really honestly say they like change, but we have, we have to embrace it. And I think just like any change I have been through, it's a little nerve-wracking at first. You kind of go in and you're all kind of like, what's going on here? How is this going to work out? But then you actually do it and you find it's really not that bad. You adjust. You make your necessary adjustments. You change it as you go. You know, this is we're all in, in new territory right now. And we have to embrace the change. We have to understand that we're doing this for everybody's benefit. Yeah, it's out of the norm. Yeah, we can't have, our, like we said, our mock cakes. But let's try something different, you know. So we can't crawl all cram up behind the gate steward like we do now, like cram like sardines around mm-hmm. the gate steward. So now we have to give them a six foot buffer. OK, it's not the end of the world. You know, and, and I know this is a big controversial subject too. Uh, wearing masks while running. <laughs> I, I have to say I went back to my first class yesterday and I it was a it was a high for me. It was it was a huge boost for me in my in my down depression that I've been in. It was a really really nice to just get back to class and just get back to seeing people and interacting and just running with my dog. But I had to run in a mask. And I'll be honest, it took adjusting. But by the second time I ran, it was fine. You know, it's uncomfortable at first, sure. It's it's different. It's something different. It's a change. But you adjust and you get used to it. And you know, and wearing a mask while running, you're really you're protecting everybody, like you're, and especially the judges. I think this is really important because you're not going to have the trial without a judge who's willing to come and know that they're also their safety is going to be taken into consideration as well. I mean, just think about when you're running, how much we're talking to our dogs, how much we're interacting with our dogs, and how much we're really not paying attention to things that are around us because it's just you and the dog and you're running the course. And the judge has to be relatively close for some areas of the course, like for contacts. I mean, sure, do you want them to be further away when you're going down a contact? As far away as possible. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really, like, yeah, you want them to be further away, but you know that they can't be in certain situations. And you have to know that you're that we're doing this to protect everybody, especially the judges who are standing on their feet all day watching all of the runs. And now they have to wear a mask. So we have to wear it for the 30 seconds we're in the ring. You know, 20 if you're on a border collie. But I mean, it's like, I mean, yeah, it's we're sprinting and it stinks. But most trials should have a clean exit where you can exit away from people. Get outside, rip that mask off and suck oxygen. Like it's, 
it's just one of those things. I feel like it's the least that we can do. And I'm not going to lie. I don't like wearing masks. You know, it's gotten to the point where I wear them so long sometimes, even when I just go out for an hour or two, when I take it off, my face feels all weird. Like it feels all cool. Like you had sunglasses on and you take it off and you're not used to it. Yep. But I decided to make fun with masks and I, I've started to bling them up and glitter them up and I'm making them for friends because it passes the time and it's fun and if you can have something hilarious on your face, for example, one of my nose work instructors always says, toss your cookies. How funny is that on your face mask to somebody that Love doesn't it. know about tossing cookies to a dog? Like, <laughs> you know, you get the, the pun. And then mine, which I should probably never wear in front of a judge. But again, I'm going to th- throw myself under the table again. Here we go. Under the bus. It says missing contact. And it's a pun because it shows my dog jumping over the contact on the dog. Leaping. Walk. Leaping. Sorry, like flying. <laughs> Weightlessly. Superwoman. Super yes. I'm having fun with that. I made it out of pink sparkles. And it's just, it, it gave me a laugh. It made me feel good. So masks are just, they're there. But I, I personally, this is just, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. I took offense for the medical personnel, for the people complaining that they get claustrophobic and they didn't want to wear the mask. And those are true feelings. I'm not discrediting anyone's reaction to a mask. But please be careful what you say when we have people not only risking getting the virus by helping people doing it, but they're wearing these masks that are so tight against their face. We've all seen the pictures. So just be sensitive to what you say. You can feel whatever you want to feel. Everybody's entitled to their own feelings. But what you say, I, you know, I took offense. I'm not a medical professional, but I have friends. My sister's a nurse practitioner. I know people on COVID floors in, in, um, elderly communities they work for 12 hours a day multiple times they taking a drink of water is a production they're standing on their feet they won't even go to the bathroom for you know 10 hours because they're dehydrated because they don't want to take their mask off because of exposure and they only have one mask they keep in a brown baggie let's just be sensitive to what others are doing instead of whining about i don't want to wear a mask for my 30 second run in agility then don't go don't go if you don't feel comfortable doing it, instead of voicing it, just say, well, I'll wait until we don't have to wear masks. And that's fair. And that's your prerogative. Yep. Absolutely. So I don't want to get too much into the, you know, mask thing. But let's talk about some other practical things. Masks are nice. They save everybody. Nobody wants your droplets. And I I should, out of respect for any judge, wear a mask because how much do I scream during my runs? Oh, yeah. Especially for Walter. Walter. But then you got, then it's dip, 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 and, and just, I mean, I can feel it now. Ugh. It, no. Yeah. So just wear a mask. But the other thing to bring up, too, I'm curious about this, and this has got my head spinning. I'm going to have to change my leash routine because it's recommended that we run with them in, in our pockets. Okay, well, I've got one of those big, fluffy, tuggy leashes. That's not going to happen. That's fine. I could train my dogs to not tug for a little bit. Cool. Or I could stuff something onto the thing and drop it outside of the ring. But if I'm going to run with it around my waist, I have to be careful. Walter does like my leashes. If he jumps up and grabs my leash, that's an E. So now I have to train that. And then I thought, okay, well, my dogs run naked. That means when I take off their leash, I'm taking off their leash and their collar. So now I have to purchase completely new collars. And on that note, we're going to be right back to hear a note from our awesome, awesome new sponsor. That's right. Michelle and I are super excited about our new sponsor, Cody's Creations. Carrie Beck of Cody's Creations is a local collar maker here in Massachusetts, but don't let that deter you for all of our national listeners. She will gladly mail her stunning products all over the United States. And at a discount to you, 15% off all of your orders if you order from Cody's Creations. Her website will be found in our notes of this episode. And then we're also going to put them on our website. But the code to get the 15% off Cody's creations is, surprise, surprise, start line, which is fabulous. But anyways, just to give you a little lowdown, Michelle and I have to actually count how many collars and leashes and other supplies that we have from Cody's creations. But I can safely say I have, and this is safe, at least 20 items from Cody's Creations. 
I started off with some of her standard collars that were, I think, about $17. And I've worked my way up to leather, handmade ribbon, hand-printed ribbon that I don't believe cost me any more than $50. And when I mean handmade, custom-made, designed just for Walter, Debbie, and Phoenix, I, I can't wait to get pictures up to show you guys how truly stunning these are. But uh, besides collars, she literally does creations. There's collars, leashes, leash pouches, treat pouches, so much more. Cute, adorable bow ties to add to your collars. So definitely check out Cody's Creations on Etsy. We will put her website link. But remember, in order to get 15% off, use the discount code STARTLINE at checkout. Thanks, guys. And now back to our show. And we're back. All right. So still on the topic of leashes. And I hope that after you heard that Cody's Creations collar commercial, you are running out there right now. Plus, she's got the free giveaway, which Michelle's going to tell us about in the outro of this. But leashes, collars, this is something to think about. I'm game. What else have I got to do but let Carrie create another masterpiece for me? Because my God, has she created some really nice collars for me. Oh, yeah. I can't wait till we show you guys all the custom <laughs> collars and leashes she's made for us. And we're poor. So yep. there are people, again, no judgment. I'm jealous that spend several hundred on I collar and they're gorgeous and I would like them and I try and buy them secondhand. But I Cody's are just so wildly affordable, so customizable. You've heard it all, but I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. I'm not. I'm not upset to have to choose a whole nother set. So big deal. I, I got to figure out a whole new leash setup. And I've got, I mean, I got plenty of time to train my dogs because we don't know when the next trial is, right? Not yeah, to be a Debbie right. Downer, but <laughs> I'm thinking, so Michelle, what do you think? I'm thinking I'm going to actually, I don't think I'm going to do the pocket thing. I think I'm going to have to figure out, I'm going to run my dogs in flat collars. And I have the biothane leashes that have the loop on them that I can clip. Oh, yeah. And my four footers wrap around my body quite well because unlike you, I haven't lost weight. So I've got plenty to, to hold. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my plan. What's your plan with your leash or what have you thought about? You know, I've been thinking about this and I I may go for the pocket, but I honestly, I think I have to test drive it first. I have to run at home and see if they're even going to stay in the pocket. You better test it because you, you've lost weight and that leash could pull your pants down. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very real problem. I may have to just go with, like, hooking it around. I mean, Riley already runs with a flat buckle collar on because I got to hold on to her somehow at the start line. Yeah, but now harnesses are pretty obsolete. Yeah. I mean, it's not to say there still is a leash runner, but I think if we, again, being exhibitors that have thought this through, if we can be, you know, considerate of our work crew, because our work crew are basically... You know, grocery store workers, they're not getting hazards, hazard pay. They're, you know, they're not really getting paid that much. This is, we, we need our volunteers to stay healthy. We need them to stay happy. It's going to be a little bit awkward as it is. So if we can make it less awkward and if we can figure out a way to not have them handle a leash or handle very few leashes, then we're helping the issue. Yeah. And I will say, so I know we, we pr- primarily talk about, AKC, um, but we're not objecting to talking about other organizations. And I will say before, before the stuff hit the fan on all of this, I actually went to a USDAA trial. Actually, it was the weekend, same weekend that I went to my last AKC trial. And USDAA in, in their, for them specifically, they're a little bit more lax with their leashes. They actually don't even require that your dog is on leash when they leave the ring. So what we did, like you won't, you won't get whistled if your dog kind of goes beyond the ring gating, you know, in USDAA, like you would at AKC. So they're a little bit more lax about it. It has its pros and cons. Not really the discussion for today. 36 inch contacts. That's all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) But I like that leash rule. (laughs) But you know, they're definitely a little bit more lax in certain areas and it works really well for them. And it, what we did that trial is, we were we had the option of just tossing the leash to the end. So we walked in, and this is what I did, and it worked out great. My guy's serious runs naked. He doesn't run with a collar. 
Riley runs with a collar because I need to hold on to her because she doesn't have a lead out. So when I when I ran with him, I just took his collar off and I just tossed it to the end. There was no leash runner required. They actually, I don't even think they had a leash runner. They said toss your leash or you could leave a separate leash at the end and leave a separate leash at the beginning. So drop your leash at the beginning, pick, pick up a new leash at the end. So they were really flexible about it. It worked really well. I think if that was an option, I would I would choose to just toss my leash to the end. But the other thing, too, that, that USDAA does is at the table, they don't have an assistant scribe just by default. They have their their timer and their scribe. And I have actually been to a couple trials where there's only one person at the table. And you know what? It works out just fine. You know, they they don't need three people crowding at the table. I have been to to trials where there's one person sitting on a camping chair with a clipboard and they've got the timer and they're scribing all in one and it works out just fine. So, you know, that's something too that that you can consider is less people at the table, less crowding. You know, if you have a six foot table, put your timer on one end, put your scribe on the other end. There you go. You have your, your distance. You know, these are things that other organizations already kind of do that work really well. So I'm I'm actually hoping that this is something that that we can look look at with AKC and be a little bit more lax of in certain areas. Like like the assistant scribe specifically, we don't need that that job. No, and I totally agree. The assistant scribe is in charge of getting the gate sheets and making sure they're in order so that they're alleviating the scribe's job and it's another set of eyeballs so there is relevance i understand the importance but when you're in the middle of a pandemic does an assistant scribe actually make sense and one of our friends tracy said she had brought this up on one of the facebook forums she said get rid of the assistant scribe which i get i, I totally get and particularly for you know even novice classes you can have one person at the table yeah it's stressful but there are some volunteers as long as we keep appreciating them that love, Linda McHugh loves to do both. She loves to work the table by herself. It's like her favorite thing in the world. So you get enough of those people out there, you can do it. Plus, there will be, the AKC recommends longer time between each dog coming in. Makes sense. It's safer. Let your droplets fall before you go running through somebody else's. And it also gives the potentially one or two man show at the table time to Write down that time, get it to the score runner, take a breath, as opposed to just being like, oh, I'm on to the next one. Did I miss the call? Again, if we think about and plan, we can do this really well. I just, I think it's, I think it's something that we have to look forward to in that realistic way. Again, stop thinking about when the next trial will be and start thinking about how the next trial will be. And Speaking of when the next trial will be, one of the issues, and we get it, what we're seeing right here, right now, is even though New England is discussing potential phases of opening back up, where I believe trials will probably be, you know, quote unquote, legally allowed by June, it looks like they're not going to happen until July or August at this point. And part of that is because who and what club wants to be the first to do this? That's a lot. It's a, even if you've thought of everything, you're nervous to be the first club for so many reasons. One, entries. All right, here's a suggestion. If you club trial chair, club board members are worried about if people are going to show, ask your secretary for an email list or have them do it to keep, keep it private and just flat out ask exhibitors, yes or no, would you enter this trial if these precautions were in place? That will right then and there give you information about how many will. Now, do things change? Of course. You might say that you get 240 runs. You decided 190 was your break even. So you're going to go forward with it. But really only 210 entered because somebody's mom got sick or work started back up or they didn't have that weekend off or who knows, life. Or you could get more, who knows. So I understand that. Then you have the issue of everything's so awkward and it sounds like so much more work I got an email from my club president he was like hey we should start considering you know maybe we have to look at canceling for our September and November trial and I was like what no no we let's be realistic here and start looking at what we can do and learn from the current trials now we very well could be the first trial that's not unrealistic because confirmation is canceled out through September 
That's okay, you know, but we just need to be prepared. And one of the logical and realistic things that the president said was, what's cancellation policies? We have to be fair to these secretaries, guys. They're doing a lot of upfront work, not getting paid for it, and then getting canceled. We have to be fair to exhibitors. They need time to plan. You know, I know I joke about I'm going to Ohio. I do have family there. I need to know, am I telling my family? Yes, have my sister's housewarming party for five of my family members at six o'clock versus have it at three because I'll be at a trial all day. I know it sounds silly, but like people, people are trying to plan to be realistic about life. But my first thing is I encourage trial chairs or secretaries. Again, I don't want to put more work on people, but just flat out ask your exhibitor lists, given these precautions that this club and facility are going to take, would you enter? It starts with you. Yeah, that's how you're going to get at least a somewhat clearer answer than just throwing it out there and just trying to see what's going to happen. And then really, you think about it, if you don't have that response, if you have a lot of people that are like, you know, I'm not I'm not quite comfortable coming back to trial trials just yet. Okay, then then fine. You know, then that's that's great. Thank you for the input. Then we know we don't have to put this extra work into trying to make this trial happen, if the majority doesn't want to come, then you're almost saving yourself from work by doing that. Because mm-hmm. if you don't have the response, if you don't have the people that want to come, then you don't have to put that work into it. Versus if you actually get that response and you're like, okay, wow, okay, a lot of people are actually willing to come with these precautions. You know, let's let's try this. Let's try and go through with this. And you put the effort in, then you try and see what happens. You know, and, and there's so many things that can happen, obviously. we We have all found that out. But yeah, it's just... I think it's a great idea to just ask around, send out that email. Just, hey, these are the precautions. What do you what do you think? Are, are there more precautions? Are there less? Are, you know, what what are your thoughts? Get your thoughts about the exhibitors because you can't have the trial without the exhibitors. You can't have the trial without your volunteers. There's so many pieces that go into this puzzle of just of just hosting an agility trial. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of people forget about that. That yeah, you know, and, and there's also the the facility, like you said. And volunteers actually become not only in higher regard, but with this new, with these new guidelines, they actually get a front row seat to watch the show. Because think about it, we're all crating outside. You've got about five to six dogs lined up, ready to go. And that's about all that should be in the building, six feet apart. You've got your gate stored watching the runs. You've got your leash runner or leash manager watching the runs. You've got your two people at the table watching your runs, your ring crew watching the runs. Those are the only people that get to watch the runs. Those are the only people that get to see the big errors. Now, somebody cool to make it great for the rest of the exhibitors. They can live stream. We can set up a camera and live stream so the exhibitors can see too. But you get a front row seat to see how it plays in person if you ring crew. So that puts a little bit cooler spin on those jobs. So we're normally, I'm not going to lie, I'll work anything but Bar setters are probably my least favorite because what happens is I crack out my phone. I answer an email. A bar goes down. I miss it. I'm embarrassed because the judge goes. It's horrible. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't take your phone into the ring. So many ways to overthink being in group. Right. (laughs) But I love I like to be busy. I like to leash run. I love to um, gate store. Yeah. Gate stored. I love to. I'm not timing makes me a little scared especially in the higher classes uh i but i'll do it you know i have no problem and scribing i love so you know it's just i could think differently and then the other thing too and this might we might not be able to get the numbers on this so poll your participants but how many new dogs were coming up we know experienced handlers with new dogs coming up but i've had some novice people reach out to me that said oh i thought my dog was going to be ready in april and then may so it looks like it's going to be June. What can I be doing to, you know, keep them trial ready? Well, that's wonderful. We have all these people now with more time to get themselves, their team, their dog ready to go to that start line. So let's get excited about that. Let's be realistic. There were new people coming into the sport. Might not be many, but they're new people coming into a completely different agility arena. And that's kind of exciting. I want to see some new faces. I want to yeah. see my old faces too, but I, you know, <laughs> I, I want to see some new faces. There was a, a woman right before we went down 
and she was with the Yankee Golden Retriever Club, and she was volunteering leash running, and she had that look in her eye. It was more than just, there are children that come and help out that are wonderful, and they look excited. They they see agility, and they're like, oh, that's cool. You know, the 11-year-old Meg that's like, I'm going to go get myself a dog and run agility. They usually look at it excitingly, but this woman had the Meg look. She was like, I'm going to do agility, and she turns out she has a two-year-old golden retriever that she thinks is pretty good, but it's her novice dog, and she she's eager to learn. And so, you know, let's welcome those people out and watch them not know any differently. It's like if you don't know any differently, you just accept it as normal. So I beg all of us, and I'm going to do this too. When we go back to a trial, instead of complaining about how the way things were, let's just enjoy how the things that were out there with our dogs and how they are. Find something positive about how they are. The place will be cleaner. The gate area will be less crowded. You know what I won't have? I won't have that person with their toy breed while Walter is running in 24-inch with the squeaky toy playing with their little toy breed right next to the ring. Nothing against toy breeds, but when you have a squeaky toy and a little dog, and I have Walter, who thinks those are both (laughs) toys, that's tough to prove. I don't have that anymore. Yippee. You know, think what? about smaller walkthroughs. Oh, smaller walkthroughs. Oh, the people in the walkthroughs that would complain about the course. Ah, they still could be there. Or but... stand in the most common path mm-hmm. and have like a little mini class session mm-hmm. and then start chit chatting. And it's like, uh, no, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So let's just look forward. Michelle and I are both down. I'm sad. I'm definitely sad. But I'm going to be a realist. I'm going to be, you know, I'm, the Stockdale paradox. I'm going to put into play here I'm not going to look forward to Christmas you know I'm going to look forward to some time in the future I know I will trial again I don't know when but I'm going to focus on what I can do when I wake up tomorrow to pass the time of tomorrow absolutely all right yeah I think that's great well my alarm to go to bed just went off So, I mean... Oh, two hours later. Yeah. But you know what? Look at this episode we came up with. I think this is a great topic. I think this is appropriate. And we want to hear from you. Did we... You know, we're here to edutain you. So, educate you about what the AKC is doing, what clubs are talking about, how we can improve the situation. We hopefully entertained you with our woe-isms and, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, thankfully, Michelle, Sirius was pretty quiet. Yeah, you know, it was kind of it was kind of weird because as soon as we started recording, he actually laid down and fell asleep. So just just a little heads up. I was actually going to say in the beginning, heads up if you hear a dog panting in the background, it is from my end of the microphone because I have a puppy that's in heat on day 13 and I have an intact male boy who is losing his marbles right now. The struggle is real, folks. <laughs> but I oh, swear, yeah. you know that as soon as we hit record, he settled down and fell asleep. Good. So that, that's a topic for another day now. is dealing with uh, BIS, as we'll call them, to keep this episode totally clean. Yep. But yeah, so it's just, you know, I'll let, I'll let Michelle wrap us up here. It is bedtime, but I we have to crawl out of the hole. We have to smile. We have to look forward. Don't set a date. Stop setting goals. Just know that you one day will be free to run with your dog again. Yeah, you know, we talked about about this in our class this week. There are no big events right now for us to kind of look forward to. You know, nationals was canceled officially. Some people are already pre-qualified now for nationals next year. If you were entered in nationals, AKC nationals this year, you, you are qualified for 2021 in Tulsa, Oklahoma which I highly recommend going to, by the way. You know, there's no big events right now to look forward to. So just just work on little things. You know, if you want to work on stuff at home, if you want to just take a break and go on a bunch of hikes with your dog, find a nice quiet area to, to let them run around and be dogs. You know, if you want to take this time like I am to really perfect some skills and, and all that, you don't, you don't have those big events to look forward to. So find what you want to do, whatever it is. Find a new just, sport too. Yourself. I've done that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've gotten into rally. So try try a new sport. I tried rally and herding. Yeah, you know? I, I was I was looking into doing tracking. I actually got my flags there you go. to start setting out tracks for the dog. So, you know, find find different things to look forward to 
that are realistic and attainable that aren't going to get you down. Because like, just like we did, we were looking at the dates, we were obsessively staring at that calendar and we got ourselves down and you know, you really small things, skills and drills, new sports, open your mind to different things, online classes. Like we've talked about before. There are so many things that you could do right now. Canine conditioning, which we will get into. We will. Um, feel free to email us any questions so that we can make certain our episode covers your questions. But canine conditioning, clearly a whole episode in itself, clearly a whole nother activity that you can do right at home. Even the hikes that I do, you know, we'll talk about terrain and how I do outdoor agility and I have my dogs leap over certain things. And yeah. Yeah. So let us know. Let us know your thoughts. Let us know. Let's discuss some things. Different ways to come up with alternatives for mock cakes. We want to hear it all. Yes. So let us know. Let's all get involved in our new normal that's inevitable at this point. You know, what things are going to change, how we can keep it positive. Let's embrace the change. Let's, let's tell us. We want to hear it all. Sounds good. All right, kids. Have a good evening. Good night. Hey, Agility Addicts. I hope you enjoyed the show. Let's make sure that you guys look good for the first events coming back. Cody's Creations is our new sponsor. And what's really exciting is that we're going to be doing a giveaway on our Facebook page. So check us out on all our social media, Facebook and Instagram at StartlinePod. Remember to subscribe on any of the podcast platforms that you listen to, such as Apple Podcasts. That way, all of our new episodes will be automatically downloaded to whatever platform you're listening on. And send us an email. Reach out to us. We want to hear your thoughts. We want to hear your your voice on some of the things we talk about. Send us an email at startlinepod at gmail or feel free to reach out to us on our Facebook and Instagram.